Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hey there, I am so glad you're here and welcome back to She Coaches Coaches. Today, we're talking about imposter syndrome again. We started this conversation last week, but there's a lot to it. So I wanted to do a second episode on a different aspect. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, it's episode 38 don't worry, I've popped the link in the episode notes. You don't need to listen to that one to get the benefit from this one. Now, a quick reminder about imposter syndrome. It's something that loads of high achievers have. So if this is you, know that you're not alone. Imposter syndrome is essentially when you secretly think you're a fraud. No matter what you've done or what you've accomplished, There is this little voice in your head that knows someone's going to catch up with you. And then they're going to tell the world that you've been faking it all this time. And because of this fear, you tiptoe around your life. It's like you're waiting for the next shoe to drop. You're afraid you're not good enough. So today, let's talk about another face of that fear. This is a pretty similar scenario. I call it the two faces of imposter syndrome. You're either scared you're far worse than you appear, or you're scared to own your brilliance. Let me read this Marianne Williamson poem to you. She wrote, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel unsure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, 
it's in everyone. As we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. This describes the other face of imposter syndrome. The fear that we are so afraid of our own brilliance, of our light, that we shrink, hide, play small, and pretend to be no one special. With imposter syndrome, we often don't want to toot our own horn, and we sure don't want to show up as brilliant, because then guess what? Someone will come along and discover we're a fraud. Do you see what I mean? We either think we're nobody and we're afraid someone will find out we're doing things we're not qualified to do, or we hold ourselves back and hide from our own brilliance because we're afraid we're too big for our britches. The two faces of the imposter. In the first, you think the truth is I'm far worse than I appear. And in the second, the truth is you are far more, far greater than you appear. And in both cases, we allow our fear to hold us back. This reminds me of the story about how circuses train baby elephants. They start by tying that little baby elephant's leg with a rope. And they tie it, that rope, to a stake in the ground so that he's tethered and he can walk around just within that little range. He's too small. And even though he might pull and try, he can't get free and wander off. They continue to tie him up every day as he grows. And pretty soon, when he's grown to a size that could easily pull free, he doesn't because he's trained himself that he can't. And so he never does. He plays small. He's perfectly trained, despite the fact that he is amazing, massive, strong, and intelligent. What about you? Have you perfectly trained yourself to believe that you're not brilliant, that you're not capable of great things, that if you try, it won't work, or someone will come along and find out that you're a fraud or that you're faking it? In the last episode, I gave you six strategies you can use to break free from imposter syndrome. In this episode, we're going to look at how to shift our thoughts to eliminate imposter syndrome. Here are three common thought patterns that show up. I call these thoughts imposter syndrome brain. So the first thought, it was just a fluke. The second, it was easy. It's no big deal. Anyone could have done it. And finally, the third thought pattern, they are going to find out that I'm a fraud. Let's start by looking at that first thought that it was just a fluke. Now, when I hear that, it was just a fluke. For me, it means I just got lucky. I hit the jackpot. Maybe I rolled the dice and I got lucky. I am completely disconnected. I had absolutely nothing to do with that outcome. For example, I filled my coaching calendar by sheer luck. It could have happened to anyone. It's only by luck it happened to me. Well, if that was the case, then anybody could fill their calendar with amazing paying clients. A 10-year-old soccer player who's never even heard of coaching has exactly the same amount of chance of doing this as I do. 
Well, if you're a coach, my guess is that you decided to become a coach. You've taken some training. You spoke to some people. You told them what you were doing. Maybe you offered some free coaching and then invited them to be your clients. Some of them said yes, and some said no. That doesn't sound like luck to me. It sounds like you decided, committed, and went to work doing something that you were drawn to. So for me, I can see the thought, it was a fluke, can't be true. You put the energy in to create that outcome. That means you've got skills, intent, and desire. It wasn't a fluke. You created it. That second common imposter syndrome brain thought. It was easy. No big deal. Anyone could have done it. I'm curious if you really believe this or if it's just the words that you're used to replaying in your head. Pause for a minute and consider that. Does this thought serve you? It sounds like you're just brushing off your accomplishment. And I think you're worthy of everything you've accomplished and more. Was it really easy? Is it true that anyone could have done it? No, I bet it was rewarding. I bet it was satisfying. Did you strive to create something that you wanted? For example, if you certified as a coach, it was a big deal. Lots of people want to do it and never do. They think about it and don't show up or they quit partway through. For me, coach training was amazing and fun and filled with growth, but it wasn't easy. It was worth it. What about you? So now this third common thought pattern from the imposter syndrome brain, they, and that's in quotation marks, they are going to find out that I'm a fake. We worry and fuss about other people's opinions. In fact, we worry and fuss so much, sometimes we actually forget to live our own lives. We use this mental spinning as a way to beat ourselves up, to feel overwhelmed and get stuck. The idea that other people's opinions have power over how we live our life is one way our brain tries to control us. It encourages us to avoid risk and to stay safe in the cave and play small. I would highly recommend you get curious about this thought. Step back as if you've never considered it before. Put your coach hat on and get really curious. Since this is such a common thought pattern and you're seeing where it shows up in your life, use this time to pause. Now I'm going to ask you a few questions. Listen to the questions, grab your journal, and answer them for yourself. You might not get free of this kind of thought pattern the first or the second time you look at it, but give it time. And with self-coaching and journaling and coaching, over time, you will start to erode it layer by layer. You're going to start to eliminate the hold that other people's opinions have on you. Here are the questions I have for you. Why do you care about other people's opinions? Why might they think that you're a fake? Is it because you might think you're a fake? 
look for evidence. Where could you see that maybe you want to get better? Maybe you suspect it's partially true. Where can you see it's not true at all? What can you learn from this? Who are the they in this, they might think I'm a fake? Is it someone you actually know? One person or a group of people in particular? Or is it a nameless, faceless person? Notice that you're worried that they might judge you harshly. Essentially, you're thinking they might have thoughts about you. And you're pretty sure those thoughts are going to be harsh and judgmental. And somehow those thoughts have power. You don't know that they will have thoughts, or maybe even that they have had thoughts. But you know for sure you can't control someone else's thoughts. Most people spend more time worrying about what others might think and avoiding potential risk, trying to stay safe from the unknown. Let me read that to you again. Most people spend more time worrying about what others might think, avoiding potential risk, and trying to stay safe from the unknown instead of doing what they can with what they have and deciding to believe in themselves first. It reminds me of this quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. You wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realized how seldom they do. But what if they're so wrapped up in their own life that they don't even think about you or judge you at all? That's essentially what her quote is saying, right? They're thinking about themselves. They're not worrying about you. Here's another thought for you. What if they judged you and they love what you've done? What if they highly respect it? What if they look up? to your accomplishments, and they appreciate how helpful it's been. What if you could just allow them to live their own life, and you get to live yours, despite what they may or may not think about you? What if you could allow yourself to just be, to just be okay, to accept that you will fail sometimes, and sometimes you'll succeed? Again, I highly recommend recommend you coach yourself on these questions. You can pause and rewind a little bit on the podcast episode and go through them one by one and journal on them. If this is a common thought pattern that holds you back, go to your coach with this as well. So now let me wrap this up. We've talked about the two faces of imposter syndrome. In the first, you think the truth is I'm far worse than I appear. And in the second, the truth is you are far more, far greater than you appear. Now, let me leave you with this. In both cases, you are skilled and worthy. You are more than enough exactly as you are. You're human, you're growing and evolving. Know that the more you approach imposter syndrome and all forms of fear and self-doubt with compassion curiosity, and self-acceptance, the more energy you will have to enjoy your life, to become a powerful coach, helping your amazing coaching clients, and to have a positive impact on the world. Hey, I so appreciate that you're here. 
thank you for being part of my community. And I hope that you're using the information in these episodes too. Sure, you listen to them, and I'm so pleased you do. But take them away and do the journaling. Answer the questions that I ask you. I hope that because they're practical and short, that they're a real support and benefit to you. Now, if you want more help, maybe you just like how I speak and you want to work with me, then we should talk. If this sounds like you and you want to make faster progress, maybe you're eager to get your first paying coaching clients and you want my help along the way, click the link and book a call. And then we'll decide if we're ready to work together. Okay, that's it for today. I'm so thankful that you spent time with me today. I'll be back to talk with you again next week. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be. Music